Hey friends, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to P for Podcast. My name is Laura and I'm so happy to have you here. This is a fun episode. It's a little different than our usual format, but we have really good coverage on a topic that's fun to talk about. It's E for Engage this week, and I have three girls that really walked through the beginning of what would become my engagement season. We have Taylor, Allison, and Beth, and all three of them are in my premarital counseling class that Alex and I did last summer, and now all of them are engaged or married, and so they have really good advice and really good things that they've learned throughout this season of either engagement or marriage and how their journeys have been affected by corona. So I know this is gonna bring a lot of good to you, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. So we're gonna get right to it. Here's my conversation with Beth, Taylor, and Allison. special guests today. We have got Allison, Beth, and Taylor, who did premarital counseling with Alex and I back in like, that was July of last year is when we started. So it's almost been a full year, um, which is kind of crazy to think about, especially with where we are in our lives now. Um, Allison and Taylor are both married and then Beth is engaged. So we've gotten to do all the things it's been so fun to keep up with each other on social media and everything in between. So we have a lot to cover, so we're going to jump right in. So Allison, even though I'm saying your name, can you tell us your name, what you do, and then tell us your engagement story? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Laura. So my name is Allison Plumley now. Um, I work for a nonprofit, family nonprofit foundation called the Reese Jones Foundation, and I just research our areas of giving, um, which is really fun. So a lot of data analysis and things like that. Um, Caleb and I got engaged. We had actually a really quick engagement. So we got engaged in February of this year, and he... Like, I knew something was up, but wasn't sure if he was just being weird or whatnot. Because I kept asking him, because I knew that my mom had given him um, one of our family rings that I had wanted. He was like, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. I was like, fine, I won't stop asking. I was being awful, and I shouldn't have done that. But um, we have, well, my dad's best friend is... Um, the pastor who married us and he wanted to meet Caleb and walk us through like an additional little like marriage boot camp before we got engaged but we went down to his ranch in Midfield, Texas to like a six hour drive and we stayed in separate cabins and um, the last day he was like hey you should get dressed up nice Um, we're just going to go say bye to Paul and Billy and um, this is a surprise, but they're actually going to want to take us out to breakfast. I'm like, okay, that sounds great, whatever. Sounds good. Um, and Caleb knew that I had wanted to have my family involved in a proposal some, in some measure. Like, I wanted them to be able to be there so we could celebrate after. But my family was in Colorado, so I kind of accepted that that wasn't going to work since we live in Texas. Um, and so... Paul and Billy came out of their house, and then um, Billy was like, hey, why don't you guys go take a picture by the lake? You all look great. And so she started taking pictures, and then Caleb turned to me and was like, you know I love you, right? I was like, yes. He's like, well, I got a present for you. Okay. And so it was like a funny way to start a proposal, but it was awesome. And the rest of it, I don't even remember what he said because I was crying so hard. Aww. But um, he got down on one knee on the dock, which is impressive because he did not drop the ring. <laughs> and I marry him. And Billy had been recording the whole time, so I gotten to watch that video, which was special. And then my parents came running out of one of the cabins on the lake. And my Aww. whole siblings and all my little siblings, so they were there. So it was just a really joyous time and that whole weekend Paul has been like don't don't just let Caleb be he'll propose whenever like God's timing's perfect Mm -hmm. God's timing's perfect we're like okay whatever I'll just it won't happen it's not happening yet okay fine um so it was funny that happened that weekend and it was just so sweet to get to 
share that with my family as well. So, because my mom's walked me through a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just grateful for that. That's so sweet. I love it. And props to him for not dropping the rings. I'm sure his hands were shaking. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I love that you got a video. That's so special. Love it. Ah, Okay. Beth, same for you. Your name, what you do, and tell us how you got engaged. Okay, cool. And also, thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. To be on with you guys. I'm honored. Um, <laughs> like Laura said, I'm Beth. Um, I'm currently a nursing student. I'm going back to school, though. So I got my undergrad in community health, and I worked for a little bit um, in mental health as, like, a patient care assistant at an eating disorder clinic. Wow. I still have that job, and that's kind of what opened my eyes to pursuing nursing. Um, just to be able to help a few more people um, in a little bit more of a challenging way. Yeah. So now I'm going back to school, which is something I never thought I'd do. Um, And so Zach, he and I had been together, I guess it was about three years before we decided to go to the premarital counseling Mm -hmm. and just really test the waters and see if, like, engagement was what we wanted to do. I mean, we both kind of had our minds in that place. But he and I were just taking things really slowly to make sure that we would both be serious and ready for marriage before um, we were actually engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to Texas A&M. And if you're familiar with the campus and its traditions, there's this huge tree right smack dab in the middle of campus, and it's called the Century Tree. And the legend says that whoever you walk under that tree branch with, you're going to spend the rest of your life with them. And so... You know, like, as a freshman, we were all kind of romantic, thinking about, oh, maybe oh, yeah. someday I'll have a new boyfriend, and he and I will go under there. Like, throughout my time at Anna, I saw people get proposed to under there, and I thought it was really cute and sweet. Um, but when I graduated without a boyfriend there, I kind of <laughs> hung up those hopes for that. <laughs> you know, it was kind of cheesy. I didn't really care. I just wanted my proposal to be special. Yeah. And it's a problem. And so Zach, he didn't go to A&M. He actually graduated from University of Dallas, and we met here back in Dallas. Um, but he knew how much I love Texas A&M. Like, I get all kinds of excited whenever we have to go back to that campus. It just holds a really special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did tell him about that on one of our trips there, and he just kind of stowed that in his back pocket for a while. Mm-hmm. And we ended up this past November going to Texas A&M to visit my little brother. He's a junior there. And my sister's husband, so my brother-in-law, Eric, um, he told the whole family, you know, I haven't seen the campus of A&M before. I really just want to take a tour around. Like, my coworkers say that it's a really, really cool place, and I'm sure y'all, you guys could show me some stuff. So we started the day, you know, like surprising Sam for his birthday. That's my little brother. And then we were going to go tour the campus for Eric, my brother-in-law, and then we were all going to go tailgate the football game together. And so I was pretty excited for that day. It was awesome. Um, and so we start walking towards around campus, and we're getting to, like, the central part of campus where the tree is. And Eric and Meg, they're celebrating, like, their first year of being married. So he says to Meg, hey, Meg, I want to go take a picture under the tree with you. It's supposed to be really special to, like, walk under this tree, right? And so she's like, sure, Eric, whatever. And they hand me the camera, and they're like, Beth can take our picture. And so I was, like, trying to get as close as I could with not going under it, because, like, Zach had a proposed yet. We weren't engaged. They didn't want to jinx anything. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're, like, waving me forward. They're, like, come on, Beth, get closer. Like, we want a really good picture. And I'm, like, no, guys, I can't go any closer. This is as close as I'm going to get. And then Zach, he just, like, taps me on the shoulder. He's, like, or you could go under the tree with me. And I turn around, Aww. and he's got a ring, put down on one knee. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Super cheesy. But the Aggies and the romantic in me, I just loved it. Totally unexpected. So sweet. It made me think the ring, like we had gone ring shopping and just kind of to figure out what I had liked. Um, He made me think that the ring was still being designed. I had no idea that he was going to (laughs) propose. Aww. That's perfect. Any Aggies listening to this, there you go. That's what that's your dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, this is so fun. 
Okay, Taylor, same for you. Name what you do in your engagement story. <laughs> okay, um, this is Taylor, formerly Shelnut, now Mun. Um, I work for a public relations firm in downtown Dallas. I've been there for about three and a half years. Um, and actually moved here for the job and met my now husband. So um, <laughs> Cole and I dated for about a, a year, a little over a year before getting engaged. Um, we went through the merge pre-marital counseling um, with the intention of, you know, exploring um, if we were ready for marriage and just that next step. And so by the end of it, uh, we were just, so excited um, and and ready, but then obviously I still had to wait for um, it to actually happen, and I was kind of getting impatient. Um, <laughs> and, and basically, he right when merge ended, he called uh, my dad. I think that week and talked to him, asked for permission, stuff like that. Um, and then. He had already coordinated this whole thing with my closest girlfriends here, um, where they um, planned. So one of them is actually a photographer, and she's coordinated some shoots for us in the past. Where you know, if she just needs like someone to model for her for something, like she'll just bring in some people um, just to be, you know, whether it's like a hand model or, or whatever it is. And so. She texted me and some of my girlfriends, and she was like, um, hey, I've got this gig for a flower company coming up, and um, I need to get a couple people to take some pictures for me, which I'll be willing to do it, and you can get paid and all this stuff. And we were like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do it. Um, so she gave us two dates to pick from. She had already worked all with that with Cole. Um, Cole knew the date that he was going to do it, and so one of the dates that she gave us, she knew that I wouldn't be able to do, so I would say that I could do the actual date that he was planning to propose. <laughs> um, and so we got it all set up. Um, I had no idea, really. I was um, thinking that it it would be coming soon, and I had wondered if it would happen that day or in that setting, but there was so much that was throwing me off. I mean, Cole, that we could said something like, um, oh, you know, when I propose, it'll be so-and-so. And so that just kind of threw me off where I was like, oh, man, he's not going to do it for a long time. And so it's so funny because the day that he proposed, actually, I was I woke up kind of sad. I was talking to my roommate that morning about it, how I was um, bummed because I had just talked to Cole last, or the night before that. Um, and it had really seemed like it wasn't going to happen for a while. And so this whole time she knew it was happening. <laughs> Um, and so we went to White Rock Lake and, um, we were taking pictures out there with my friend, the photographer, and then, uh, the rest of us just dressed up in white dresses because they made sure that we all wore white so I wouldn't get any hints. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had these flower crowns on from the flower company and just like a really cute photo set up with flowers and things like that. But I still really had no idea. Um, I remember looking around at one point and being like, could it, could it happen right now? But I didn't obviously see anything. Um, and Cole had actually taken our friend's car to the lake. That Smart. I <laughs> yeah. So he was like watching us take pictures from the side of the road, <laughs> um, waiting for his moment. And then, um, the rest of the girls went off for a second to go do an outfit change. And so... Um, I was just still out there and, and my friend had told me to turn around because she was going to like get some photos from the back or something. And, uh, while I was turned around, Cole actually came up behind me on the dock at the lake and, um, she told me to turn around and then he was there on his knee and, um, it was super special, but, um, Aww. he just pulled out all the stuff to make sure I was surprised because he knew it was going to be really hard to surprise me. So it was really sweet. Uh, I have the biggest smile on my face from hearing y'all stories. <laughs> it's just so fun. I love it. And I actually have not shared my story on the podcast yet. So I'll just do like a brief um, kind of how Alex proposed to me. Uh, but I was so impatient. I was 
probably the worst person ever for like two months. I was like, when are you proposing? Like this, I cannot wait any longer. And I'm sure y'all can agree that that waiting period between like the end of the premarital to whenever you actually get engaged feels like 45 years. It is. Yes. Yeah. It is the worst. And we had ring, we ring shopped in September, picked something out. Um, he didn't tell me if he had bought it, knew nothing. Uh, and then it was December and I was like, okay, I told him I wanted it to be by the end of this year and it still hasn't happened. So of course I'm like getting myself all worked up. Like there's no, it's just not going to happen. I need to convince myself it's not going to happen. And, um, my best friend, she was like, Hey, let's do a sleepover. Like we used to do in high school. It's been so long and my nails are real bad. We need to get them done. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And so she slept over on a Friday night. And two nights before that, I had a dream that I got engaged. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a tease. Thanks a lot. Self-conscious for (laughs) picturing this beautiful engagement. And here I am still engaged, unengaged. And then on Saturday, we went and got our nails done. We did brunch. And she was like, so when do you think he's going to propose? I'm like, I don't know. At this point, it's probably just going to be next year. And uh, she's like, yeah, I mean, next year would be fine, right? Like, by when next year would you want it to be? And like, she had me convinced it was not happening until probably February of this year. The girl has a really good poker face. So I hope she's listening to this. <laughs> and, um, then Alex and I were going to go to dinner that night. Cause I just got a raise at work and a nice bonus. And so we were uh, going to celebrate that. And then we hadn't just been out just the two of us in so long. So we were going to go to a nice dinner. And so we went to neighborhood services in Addison, delicious. If you've never had it. Um, and then, uh, he was like, okay, let's go look at the lights. Cause we decided to go look at Christmas lights and I love Christmas lights. So it was perfect. Um, and we drove to Vitruvian park in Addison. Um, and if you've never been, it's a bunch of trees with neon lights and it's right off the water. So the trees reflect off the water and it's absolutely beautiful. And it was packed. And so I later found out that he knew exactly where to park, exactly what time to get there. Him and Lauren had been texting that whole day, that whole night, um, keeping them posted. And Lauren was supposed to go to a birthday dinner. So and I figured, okay, she doesn't know anything about it. It's not happening. She's my best friend. He knows the rules of having to tell her. Uh, And. Yeah, we walked around and then we um, went over by the water and he uh, looked at me and we had a running joke that he was my Fifi, quote unquote, short for fiance. Me and my coworker came up with that. <laughs> Super dumb, but that's what we used to call him as a joke. And he's like, uh, um, Laura, it is the shortest day of the year and you're short. I was like, okay. <laughs> It's like, where are you going with this? And um, and he says, and you're my Fifi. And I said, well, no, not yet. And that's when he got down on one knee and he proposed. And I was sobbing. And then my best friend came out from behind the trees and surprised me. And then he had asked my dad the weekend before. So uh, it was really sweet, really special. He got emotional. His little chin was quivering. I was just like, I can't do this. It's so sweet. That's awesome. He did good. Which just goes, it's such a great place to do it. I love the Trudian Park. Yes, it's so pretty. And with the lights and everything, it was perfect. He knew what I wanted. He did a good job. He did a Aww. good job. Go, Alex. Go, all of our guys. They nailed it. <laughs> Which just goes to show every proposal is different and perfect for the person getting engaged. Yep. Okay, so... Here's the real question is how did we figure out that our guy was the one? So anyone can start, but what were the qualities on that checklist we all mentally had that made it known the person you're with right now was the one? So anyway, um, yeah. like, there wasn't like a certain moment in time, you know, like you see that a lot in movies or TV shows, like, oh, I knew he was the one when he said this. Yeah. Um, for me, it's more gradual because like, in relationships I've always had my guard up mm-hmm. um, and that just comes from the way I was raised and like seeing my parents in their marriage they were so unhappy that just really stuck with me throughout my life mm-hmm. and I just wanted to be sure like when I was in a relationship with someone that I was really taking things seriously and like doing things the way that I wish my parents could have you know yeah. 
And I know it's super serious, but, like, I always dated with the intention of getting married to someone. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, Zach and I, we met online, which is not really setting up for that intention very well. Um, I did download Bumble because I was bored. So there was a point in my life that all of my actions didn't really align with my intentions. But, you know, I still end up meeting Zach, yeah. and we ended up on a date, and I just really enjoyed his um, conversation and his presence, and just, there was always something about him. Yeah. So I had that, like, we kind of sixth sense almost, like, I just really need to keep seeing this guy. Yeah. Um, and later found out that he was Catholic, um, and that's always been a really important thing for me, is to marry someone who's Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really think it's important to have that same foundation yeah. um, spiritually with somebody, so you're on the same page and can, like, relate to each other a little bit more easily mm-hmm. um, you know like I know it's possible to have different spiritual perspectives and still have a happy and successful relationship but I just didn't want to add that battle yeah. to like the other battles that I was facing on my own yeah. at that time um, and just like over the course of Zach and I dating um, I think it like I knew that I loved him maybe like a couple months in because I was able to be open and vulnerable with him about the walls that I had and why I was like so hesitant wanting to take things seriously and communicate like so extraneously about all of our issues you know like bring things out to the open communicate excessively and just like try to learn where the other was at and I still like had some like hesitations just falling in love I felt that he was in love with me before I felt like I was in love with him mm-hmm. and like we had a conversation one night trying to like get down to that and he basically told me look no matter how long it might take you like I'm still gonna be here for you and I will be ready to love you like whenever mm-hmm. and so that was just really important to me that yeah. he was you know there for me and could see past you know the walls that I was putting up and um was patient enough to like be as slow as like I wanted to take things yeah so someone that was willing to see me through and see past those barriers and see past those walls was really really important to me and then he was just such a great communicator Mm -hmm. because like from the start I always knew that like we have to communicate to be successful and he has seen it like the exact same way we have fights but we're able to communicate through them yeah and Mm -hmm. that was really important to me and help me realize he is the one. Oh, yeah, those are big ones. Communication is so important. Like, you have to talk about it, even if it's an uncomfortable conversation, which was a big part of premarital counseling is figuring out how to communicate with each other, which is, I'm glad they covered that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the way we see things, it's not like you, me against you. It's like us against the problem. Yeah. And, like, what can we do to, like, move past whatever Mm -hmm. conflict we may have or difference we may have? Yep. Yeah. Your team. I love that. What about uh, Taylor or Allison? Um, I can go, I guess. So, I was also a slower mover. Um, Cole was um, just so, like, pretty much all in, um, way before I was, I felt like, and so it was just, you know, I was, um, just moving slowly. I had a lot of experience dating and, um, didn't know kind of exactly your question. Like, how do you know when you have found the one? Yeah. Um, and so I think going into merge, I went to that with the intention of, leave no stone unturned. I want to really come to the end of this, um, understanding, you know, either feeling more comfortable with marriage or, um, finding something out that would, you know, make me like realize that we're not the best fit for each other. And so we, um, really just invested a lot in that time and getting to know each other. And we already, you know, obviously like practice communication before that and, um, then through, you know, just doing life together, but that situation opens up totally new opportunities to just talk deeply about, um, beliefs and, you know, kind of your expectations for marriage and for a family one day and things like that. And so I don't know exactly when it happened, but sometime during that process, I just 
campus, which kind of just flipped for me, and I was just all in also. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, like, looking back, I always say that the reason I fell in love with Cole and the reason I knew that he would be a good husband no matter what is that I had already seen um, so much of his faithfulness demonstrated throughout our dating relationship. Like, even all of my hesitations and slow-moving and questions and doubts and um, everything like that, he was just constant and uh, kind of what you were saying, Beth, of just like a constant pursuit, not giving up on on the relationship or giving up on us, but just like faithfully being there um, and loving me well through it and forgiving me when I was, you know, a mess and just um, showing me grace and really teaching me how how to show that grace too. Um, so I think just seeing the way that he demonstrated love and faithfulness gave me confidence that I knew that he would be um, a great husband and, and hopefully dad one day. Yeah. So good. Allison, what do you think? Guys, I loved all of that. That's so <laughs> wonderful and just, uh, God's so good. Yes, um, ma'am. It's such a loaded question because for me, I just had made poor dating decisions mm-hmm. in the past. So I was concerned with what that would look like moving forward. Like, how do you have a successful relationship? Yeah. With Caleb, he was the first one to say I love you. He dropped me off at the, he said it accidentally, which is funny. <laughs> he dropped me off at the airport. Um, we had been dating probably two months. He dropped me off at the airport for Christmas. He's like, all right, I love you. Be safe. Bye. And then he was like, uh, uh, okay, bye. And we did like a little finger gun thing from like New Girl. We're like, are we in a sitcom? What is happening? <laughs> he was like, I need coffee. Okay, bye. <laughs> Poor guy. And then I, I called him when I got to the terminal. I'm like, we're okay. Like, it's good. I'm, I'm not freaked out. You're set. But um, when I knew that just, I come from, my parents got divorced and I have like a, uh, a marriage. I've always wanted to get married, but it, it always scared me because I'm like, I don't want to get divorced. And that, that wasn't a good mindset to have. You don't get married with the intention of like getting divorced. I know no, nobody does, but the way I was so fearful over marriage, it just wasn't, wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted somebody whose parents had never gotten a divorce and Caleb's parents actually have gotten divorced, but he understood where he was coming from. Is like, he, I don't want my family to be raised the way my family, like I was raised and that's not something that I want, but he just pursued me faithfully. He allowed me to work on my own stuff with the Lord first and foremost. And, um, I was going through a regen, which is like a recovery program at Watermark. And he, it was a really rough, rough night. And he, out of the blue, brought me like my favorite pizza. I remember sitting in his truck with him and I'm like, I love this man. But going through, um, merge, I was still just kind of hesitant. Like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. This is a really big decision. Um, we prayed together, like, Lord, if this isn't for us and you don't have us together, then break us up. Like, that's the point where we were at. But if we are, then give us a peace. And he and I just had a wonderful peace throughout the whole process. And that is, was such a blessing to me, just yeah. that we could be so transparent, even though, like, it hurt to pray that prayer, mm-hmm. because I loved him and I cared for him and the qualities that he had shown me through, like, you're saying, Taylor, through the whole dating relationship. Like, I knew that he would be a good man to marry and somebody who's steadfast, um, and I'm just grateful. Like, the Lord will surprise you in, in different ways. And, like, he answers the prayers that you have in your heart that you don't even know were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful I didn't settle. And other relationships yeah. I had been in, I'm, I had always, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I guess this is it. Like, I guess this is what a relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And with Caleb, I've never had that. Like, right. I've never had that thought. I'm like, I get to be with this man, and I'm so blessed. And I just want to serve him and it's a true partnership like we both give more than we take and it's just awesome yeah I love that that's amazing it's and for us it was I mean this was really early on in our relationship uh this was probably like two-ish months after we started dating um and I hadn't heard from him much that day and I uh 
I have anxiety. And so I was really worried. I was like, okay, so either he doesn't like me anymore or B, he's dead. Like there's no in between. There's like no rationalizing with that either. And so I texted him. I was like, hey, you can't do this to me. Like you have to be able to at least message me at one point during the day, whether if it's just a, hey, I'm good at lunchtime or in the morning. And I told him, I was like, I got really, really anxious about this. And he didn't judge me. He didn't get mad at me. All he said is, how can I help you? How can I help you process these emotions? And I was like, oh, what? There are guys that want to help you through this and they don't get defensive. (laughs) I was like, okay, so clearly he's good with communication. So that was my first sign that like, there's something about this guy that I haven't seen in any other guy. And we also met on a dating app, just like Beth and Zach did. Yeah. And, And when you use a dating app it's really hit or miss mostly miss <laughs> so when you yeah. get a good one it's like okay you're a little skeptical <laughs> yeah yep. we met on coffee meets bagel so it's not even like a popular one it's literally the shark tank dating app that we both saw on a commercial and decided to try it because I was bored. I was bored and I was back in Dallas after college. I was like, okay, let's just see. And then came Alex and here we are almost three years later. So dating apps work. If you're anti-dating app, don't be, they work. (laughs) Yeah. Open minds are good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so great. I'll join the dating app. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And we've kind of touched on premarital counseling several times, but, and I'm sure this answer is obvious, but do you recommend couples take this class? And we did merge at Watermark together and it's a bigger class and we have a mentor couple and you do uh, all female conversation, all male conversation and combined. So it's a good balance of all the things. Um, But do you guys recommend couples take this class before they get engaged? I'll go first. Uh, Hands down, yes. I think it gives you amazing tools just to know each other better. But then it also just gets you excited to pursue marriage. Yeah. At least for me, I got much more comfortable. I felt more equipped and I wasn't fearful of marriage anymore. And going into Caleb's marriage, I was just excited. I'm like, I'm excited to get to the end of our life when we're both on these awful rocking chairs right, with these quotes just watching the world go around and mm-hmm. just being like we made it yeah. when we're 90 you know so yeah. I would yeah. I would highly recommend it because it gives you things to talk about that you didn't know how to talk about like money or like why are you weird with money oh it's because I was raised or like why why do you think this way oh it's because of that so just uh, I can't I can't endorse it enough yeah yeah I would say that's so true because it causes you to ask questions that you didn't even know to ask. Yes. Like, um, and it opens up, it, it, it opens up an excuse for you to ask those questions. It would be weird if you were just hanging out on Saturday night and you're like, you know, so what do you think about kids or whatever? But like (laughs) with that class, you, um, are literally forced to do it with your homework. And so I think it's super important. Um, Cole and I actually went through, well, we did merge before we were engaged, obviously, which is um, really special. And I do recommend that approach because it kind of like, I would say in a way, lessens the pressure because you're not already engaged. So if you find out something, you don't have to get married. Yeah. Um, okay. But then we did premarital counseling too, which is like two on two after we were engaged. Um, and so it was just us and a mentor couple. And um, we met with them probably four times a day, four or five times, um, and walked through some homework again together. And, um, you know, while we had already discussed the, the main and major topics during merge, it was still a good opportunity for us to, you know, kind of work through um, stresses and engagement issues uh, and things like that that came up. And we ended up, you know, ending our engagement in the middle of coronavirus going into our wedding. And so we were able to walk through that with a mentor couple. And so I think that um, it's really special both ways, whether you're in a big class setting or whether you're with a mentor couple, just two on two or even both. um, There's definitely things that you can take away and learn from those kind of situations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And 
I would venture to take it one step further, you know, like not just do premarital counseling, but look for one that's extensive, like yes. the one we had. Because there's so many versions of premarital counseling. Like I've seen weekend workshops or online ones that maybe are just like four hours of your time. I just love that we had so many different assets to ours. You know, like we had discussion groups, we had lecture style, we had homework. So it was like an ongoing thing. It was almost really just like taking a class like at a college. Yeah, it um, was. Because we're constantly thinking about it or constantly working on one aspect of the learning and uh, the discussion with your partner. And I just love that. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like Zach and I are also doing um, prep through the Catholic Church because we plan to get married in the Catholic Church next January. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even really compare. Like, I keep comparing it to the merge <laughs> one just because it was so much more in-depth and we had so much more to, like, talk about. I mean, yeah. we're still covering a lot of the same things. And I'm very glad that we did it prior to engagement because it's really set up our whole engagement just to be a lot more blissful and exciting you know we didn't have that pressure like Taylor was talking about like oh we have to make this work yep um I just really encourage people to look for something that's really thorough yes. and real, if they're considering you know getting engaged yeah and don't be scared of the thorough like I had someone text me hey you know this class breaks people up I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you would hope so if they're not meant to get married. Like, that's kind of the point, almost. Like, mm-hmm. I, like take it, and you get what you, you okay, I just messed that up. But it's like, it, you're only going to get so much out of it if you put in the effort, you know? Like, do the homework, have the discussions, and don't be scared to have those discussions because you'd rather find out now than when you're married and dealing with it, and that's a whole other can of worms. So Absolutely. And remember that you're not ever going to have like a perfect engagement season or marriage season or anything like that. So, I mean, it's better to get some of that dirty laundry out now and then be prepared to handle it if it comes back up as a married couple and you have community to help you get through that, too. So 10 10 out of 10 recommend. Also, second what you just said and reiterate the engagement was not easy for us <laughs> yeah and I feel like I hear that so much is that actually engagement is worse than dating and then marriage is like probably the best of all but still <laughs> engagement is a hard season yeah um, so it's definitely helpful to have people to walk through that with yep definitely Speaking of engagement seasons, since, okay, so like I said, Taylor and Allison are both married, and then Beth and I are engaged, both getting married next year, Um, and I'm sure each of us have had a slightly different journey with engagement, so what are some things that you realize now, either in the middle of the process of planning or on the back end of things, Um, also advice for any brides that are dealing with corona would be... I'm sure greatly appreciated Taylor and Allison just what do you what tips do you have for the women or men that are going through this season of life that is so different for everybody um just anything really would be helpful I'm sure the most important thing that I I kind of Caleb and I kind of lost sight of is that it's just about him and I coming together before the Lord first and foremost and we looked out because our parents are all pretty easygoing people, mm-hmm. but the uh, coronavirus and we had a wedding planned, and then we're like, okay, well, do we still get married? Do we not? No, we don't want to wait. Okay, let's just go to Justice for the Peace. I don't want to go to Justice for the Peace. I want to <laughs> like I want to have some semblance of a wedding. Yeah, um, we kind of we got we both kind of got frustrated with like what works for your family, what works for my family, because all the all the plans just went to crud really really fast and. Um, I'd encourage people just to think, I know it's a beautiful day that you've thought about for a while and, like, prayed over, but it's just all about you coming, you two coming together as one before the Lord, and it is just one day. So my mom is a is a econ professor, or she was at the Air Force Academy, so she's like, okay, here's your budget for your wedding. Divide that by eight hours a day, like, how, however long the wedding festivities go. Do you want to spend that money per hour? I'm like, no, no. Nope, never mind. We'll scale things back. (laughs) You can still have a nice wedding on a budget, and I don't think that's something that um, you need to be afraid of, for sure. Because my my non-negotiables, which sounds so selfish now that I say it, was I really wanted a wedding dress, and I really wanted flowers. Yeah. And, like, other than that, I'm like, I don't care. Like, we can do whatever for dinner, but we want to make it nice. So, just... 
remember it's about the two of you first and foremost and mm-hmm. your families are happy for you guys so just don't don't stress it as much just don't stress yeah yeah I would agree with that I think very similarly um it's easy to do as girls and and I did it um just kind of got wrapped up in the wedding plans and I am Mm -hmm. a planner I'm type a I had a whole spreadsheet of you know my to-do list and whether or not I was on track and all this stuff and um when something rocks your world like coronavirus Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter anymore um because you know you can put all that effort into it and then at the end of the day you still have to make that call of am I going to marry this person and a really small, quiet wedding that looks nothing like what we thought. And so um, that's what we decided to do because we um, wanted to just honor the Lord in obedience to marriage. And that was my prayer leading up to our wedding the whole time was that we would uh, glorify the Lord on our wedding day. And he answered that prayer, but it's in a way that we never thought mm-hmm. he would. Um, and so I would say like my advice would be to hold the day really loosely, um, Mm. because it's just not worth months and months of, you know, agony or stress or fights or any of that. Um, and try to enjoy it. It is a weird season. Um, there's a lot of decisions and like after work vendor calls and all that stuff that goes into it. But at the end of the day, like Allison said, it's about you two getting married, and um, it's truly a commitment and a covenant between you two, and so it can be just you two at the altar, and you're still married. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be you two and, and 300 people, and you're still just as much married as you would be if it was just you two, and so um, I think it's just a really good perspective to keep in mind of the meaning of marriage and um, just continuing to draw yourself back to what that day is about. That's great. That's great advice. Yeah, because we plan for weddings. I mean, I think about my wedding every single day. Um, And really, I mean, you can't plan for coronavirus. Who knows what? Hopefully we're in a better place next year, even next month. But, I mean, remembering that it is about you two before the Lord coming together. And just like you said, Taylor, glorifying him. I think that's beautiful. Laura, something my mom said as I was crying, so like, I'm not kidding what I thought this would look like. She's like, if you give the Lord room to move, he's going to move in ways you had, you couldn't even imagine. Mm. So our, our wedding day was perfect in what it needed to be, yeah. even though it wasn't what I pictured. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> that's, that applies to everything. Beth, what about you? I know you're kind of navigating just the planning process and planning even for a wedding next year is definitely not the same with quarantine and closures. It's very different. I know, yeah. Like Taylor and Allison really echoed a lot of the same sentiments that like Mm -hmm. Zach and I are slowly realizing. Yeah. I mean, Zach has always realized that he's always been the one that kind of brings me back. Same. Yeah, from the panic of like we have to do this, we have to research this, we have to buy our photographer now. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's still gonna be you and me. Like I'm just excited that we have that, and he's helped really refocus me on the importance of you know like what the day means mm-hmm. and um, like focusing on the sacrament that it is. And y'all are so right; it is a covenant, yeah. and it's just me and him up there and the Lord, and that's really all we need at the end of the day. Yeah. So I've been like like you thinking about my wedding <laughs> almost every day, almost every hour, but also like thinking of all the different beautiful ways it can look yeah. and like I'm still so okay with that. Yeah. You know, seeing such a weird, unpredictable time we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you really can't plan for or predict anything. So it's right. taught me a lot just about life in general, you know, just to go with the flow and appreciate the beauty of the moment you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, because every single moment that you have is a gift from God. Yeah. And just scaling back. It's not so much all about the big, fancy, fun financial day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about you guys. Yep. Uh, and this is kind of just like general 
uh, engagement advice, I guess. Uh, don't um, have a wedding you can't afford, you know, like whether that's yeah. spiritually, financially, emotionally. If it's too much for you, take a step back and really think about if the decisions you're making in this time are worth it on the back end. You know, like w- 10 years from now, we're not going to be thinking about all the photographers that we could have had or the videographers or anything like that. You know, or even the I mean, you might be thinking about the cake if it's a really good cake. But just <laughs> at the end of the day, it, I mean, we keep saying this, but it, it's you two. That's it. You know, and really, really remember that. And that's I mean, in, in the long run. The day is fun, and of course, I mean, I would love to have my day. We've already had the conversation of if this is still going next year, that we're still getting married. We don't care. We'll, we're still doing it, and then we'll throw a party later. But um, just take it day by day. Tr- worrying is not going to get your wedding here. And for all the brides that have been affected, like Taylor and Allison, we feel for you, and we're praying for you because that is a really hard conversation and realization to have, I'm sure. It's not exactly the fun season that you were promised for all these years. <laughs> the wedding's supposed to be fun. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's, a, that's actually a good point, too, though, is that I think a lot of times we, we get tricked into thinking that we deserve that because everybody yes. else got that. Um, and really, at the end of the day, like, we don't deserve it. We don't, we aren't, like, entitled to a big, you know, flashy wedding or something. Um, and so that was just something that I've had to come to terms with, too, is that I'm not you know, as much as I might feel some days like disappointed or like I got just or something, mm-hmm. it, it's not, I'm, I'm still married to my best friend, you yeah. know, it just looks a lot different. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, we are on a roll here. We're going to have to bring everybody back to do a part two because there's just so much to cover with this topic in itself. Um, but Taylor and Allison, do you guys have any advice for newlyweds, especially newlyweds that are quarantining to celebrate the start of their marriage? Because that's got to be different than expected. Oh, man. Have I I been married long enough to give advice? (laughs) When did you guys get married? Um, April 11th. So, what's up? That would be something like that. <laughs> yeah, Caleb and I got married April 4th. <laughs> okay. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I was going to give advice to newlyweds and or newlyweds quarantining, I would say um, make the most of it. Find ways to, like, keep it fun. I mean, it's hard because... It, Cole and I talked about this. It's like you're transitioning into a new season of life but it's still not really normal. Like you're not, we haven't, we still haven't fully experienced normal marriage yet. Um, yeah. And so there will probably be a whole other transition eventually when and if we, you know, go back to normal life. And so um, we don't get to really get dressed up and go on date nights and stuff like that. But um, there's still ways to make it fun, you know, to have your own kind of version of, of a date night or, um, trying to have like a social distance little getaway I think it's important to just still be intentional with your time and um, set aside specific time for each other and look for ways to just walk each other throughout the day and remember that um, your home is your space together and so right now you're getting to create that home more than you probably ever thought you would be able to mm-hmm. um, and so it's a really special time too to just develop that closeness in that relationship and get used to marriage and just who else gets to honeymoon for what six seven months so I mean really it's like a cool opportunity and something that a lot of people don't get to have so um try to keep a good perspective on it um but still you know what we're trying to do every day even though it doesn't look the way we thought it would mm-hmm. yeah that's great Allison, anything to add on top of that? Or same thing, maybe? No, what Taylor was saying was, was perfect. And I would just, I'd encourage others just to, 
it's weird bringing two lives together into like the same house and we're together together for like a hundred percent of the day which is fun and when he goes into work like I miss him and that's like fun just to and like giddy just to get to miss each other mm-hmm. but I focus on the things that um he's do like your spouse is doing right because just because they don't do the things that you do like to keep your house clean the way that you want them done just learn from one another because it's just fine learn their tendencies and it's just neat to have that new level of intimacy and get to wake up to your your best friend like that it's awesome that's so sweet (laughs) I I so look forward to that whenever it's our time to do that just that no more like you get to see them every day like what a treat I I tell Alex this all the time. I cannot wait to where there's no more text me when you get home text because I'm not going to see him for another four or five days. Yeah. You know? That's oh, well, ladies, any more final tidbits, things you want to add, anything of that nature? I just want to say thank you, Laura. Thanks for letting us reach in this way and come and share. That was really special. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Happy to have Thanks you guys. Laura. Need to once this is all over, we'll get together and really catch up and actually see rings in person because I have not seen you guys in so long and we weren't all engaged at the time. We're married. That's right. That'll be awesome. Yes. Well, thank all three of you for coming on. I know we're gonna get a lot of really good uh, feedback on this. Just um, as a whole, it's really nice to hear different versions of a similar season to know that. Everybody goes through something, and um, especially with our brides that are either engaged and dealing with corona or we're supposed to have their big day and it's been adjusted to fit corona. Um, so thank all of you. Wonderful advice. Loved it. Absolutely. Thanks, Laura. Yes. Thank you. I really hope you're able to get a lot of valuable advice and tips there. And if you're not engaged yet, hopefully you have an idea of maybe what to expect or things to consider or just maybe premarital counseling is something you kind of want to do, but weren't really sure if you were ready to move forth with that. But 10 out of 10 recommend doing it. Alex and I have really valuable conversations and there's just no better excuse to talk about the hard stuff than when it's literally your homework to do so. And maybe you've already done premarital counseling or maybe you've done some sort of pre-engagement workshop and you are just stuck waiting for an engagement. Girl, I feel you and I promise you are not alone in your lack of patience. And like I said earlier, I was a terror to deal with. You can ask my friends, you can ask my fiance. But once you have that engagement day, it's so sweet and it goes by so quick and then all of a sudden you're wedding planning. But just remember that at the end of the day, the most important thing is that covenant in your marriage and after the wedding. The day is very special, and I have to remind myself this almost daily, but the marriage is the most important part. The party's cool, but marriage is even cooler. But you know what else is cool? Making sure that you come back next week to hear the episode on faith. F is going to be faith, which I know is very cookie cutter, very cliche Christian, but I promise this episode takes it to the next level and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. In the meantime, if you want to keep up, just give us a follow on P for podcast at Instagram and we'll see you guys next time.